0: I have a, a sense this morning that really I don't need to get up here, because what's already been shared, what's already been said, what's already been brought, is just confirming what God has put on my heart. So if we can take on board what's already been said, especially that song um, that I believe in, what do you believe Am my disappearing? right that's a good start yeah if what we've already heard what we've already sung I, my prayer is that you've taken that to your heart what do you believe in do you believe in god the father god the son and god the holy spirit I don't know why we've got this subject this morning. Um, I think it could be, because the three of us elders, humanly speaking, I'm nearer dying than the other two. (laughs) And there's one thing, one sure thing in life, and that is death. They used to tell me it was taxes, you pay tax and you die. But I found out that not everybody pays taxes. (laughs) But one sure thing there is, is Death i don 't know how you feel uh, when people speak about death, but what I'd like to do this morning is just share a few thoughts and ask a few questions. then share a few scriptures with you also Nikki Spiegel will be coming up uh, in a few moments, hopefully and share uh, what she's been through um, for the last is it eight years, Nikki. Um, when she was given eight years ago six to nine months to live and praise God she's still with us but she will be sharing that I'll be asking a a few questions uh, this morning hopefully it will stimulate your thinking and all the answers I've not got the answers but all the answers are in here this is a book of life and a book of death how to cope with life, how to cope with death. First question, when did you last talk about death or dying? I know that uh, for many this is a very sensitive subject, and especially those that have recently lost loved ones and for those that are possibly face, facing uh, a terminal illness in the coming weeks, months or years. I hope that you don't feel that I'm trivialising it or making light of it, because I'm not. And I know, as I say, this might be a very sensitive subject to any one of you. I want to share what Scripture says about death, and it is not something to be frightened of, but something to look forward to and be excited about. I don't know whether you feel you can get excited about death but I believe good, well done Reg do you feel daunted by the thought of dying or death just some thoughts that uh, I put together and questions that you may have asked yourself is there a culture of silence around death Is this something that you think about? Is this something you try not to think about? Is this something that you put to the back of your mind? Because that will not happen to me yet. Is this something too scary to think about? Is there an afterlife? What does the afterlife look like? Am I going to see my family and friends when I die? What should I do here on earth to make sure I go to heaven? What am I going to do in eternity? Am I good enough to go to heaven? Do your beliefs about death influence how you live your life today when I talk with people about death and ask what do they think happens to them after death most people give one of three answers I'm going to heaven I'm going to hell or I'm just going to die and that's it Heaven is where God is present. Hell is where God is not present. And I know which one I would prefer. Those that say just die, my question is, then what is the purpose of life if we just die? Can I just do a quick plug for Alpha? Alpha. They speak about the purpose of life. So if you want to know about, more about the purpose of life, uh, go on an Alpha course. There's a lot of scriptures that talk about what happens when we die and who will go to heaven. 1 Thessalonians four thirteen five to 11 is the passage that is, uh, we're talking about today. I've been given and it says brothers and sisters we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope for we believe that Jesus died and rose again and so we believe that God will bring Jesus with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him And when uh, the word asleep means, uh, is another word for dying. And those that already died and not living on earth when Jesus returns. The Bible says they're asleep. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. Encourage one another with these words. So, yeah, let's do that. Amen. Yes. We will be with the Lord forever. And forever is a long time. In my book anyway. Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates we do not need to write to you. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety destruction will come to them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape well i'm not quite sure uh, regarding labor pains on a pregnant woman i've no idea what that's like but uh, i'm sure a number here could uh, expand on that how suddenly they come but you brothers and sisters are not in darkness each other up just as in fact you are doing and I believe we are we do that and I personally am blessed by what well, all of you to be honest whether I have a close relationship with you or not I am blessed I am encouraged and I just think back over this last week the number of people that sent me texts said yes I'm praying for you Um, that is a great encouragement. We are a family. Let's support and encourage one another. And Does this give you the passion to share what it means to be a Christian with those that do not know Jesus yet? It should do. Give us a passion to share our faith, what we believe with one another. And especially with those that don't yet know Jesus. So I'd like to bring Nikki up now, a lady who has gone through a tremendous amount these last eight years. Uh, she shared a little bit with me on Friday. Um, uh, I do know Nikki a little bit. We are. I'm very blessed to be in the same life group as Nikki, and I know others are. And we've shared this journey with her. We pray fervently. We continue to pray for total healing. She's not totally healed yet, but God has sustained her. So, Nikki?
1: Thanks. Yeah. I'm to, to come you. up here because I can't make this work. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Morning, everybody. Morning. Morning. Okay, so um, I've thought a lot about death and dying. And this is more of a personal reflection, really. And forgive me if I, if you... Already, in, is that still right? Already know this story, but um, yeah, eight years ago I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. It was a complete shock. It was as a result of a routine blood test, and it you know it just makes you stop in your tracks. And I think news like that, it kind of um, I think it's it would be quite easy to turn away from God at that point, like. Why me? What's... Why? What's this on about? And I think we can choose to turn away or to turn towards God. And for me, it was turning towards God because I really didn't think I could manage turning away. And so it was more, why not me? Lots of people get cancer. So why not me? And so I started chemotherapy. It was a three-weekly cycle and then that didn't work, so it became one weekly. And I was I was going up to the Marsden, for it. And the first um, the first session, um, Pam, lovely Pam Bottomley, took me, uh, and that was really helpful. But after that, um, I thought I could do it myself. It was better to drive up myself and drive back, and um, and get home before the you know all the stuff starts that you get with chemo. And, um, and so as part of God, you know, my walk with God I was, I was constantly arrowing prayers up, God help me, God there's a queue, there's a queue of cars I've got to get home, Lord help me and actually he was always there so in all those six months I never, I never didn't get home in time for the sickness to start or whatever and so that was a real blessing And I would read the Bible, you know, because it's really important in a walk with God. And I would read it in the morning, and by lunchtime I would think, I have no idea what I read. Not a clue. I can't think of it. I can't remember it. But actually, um, it didn't matter. There's a verse in... um, There's a verse in... um, so the Psalms. I read the Psalms because it's like a lot of it I couldn't get, but the Psalms really spoke to me. And there was a, a verse in, uh, in Psalm 27 that says, Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. And honestly, that was the verse that kept me going through all of it. And so six months on, went to get the review, did all the scans, no change. It hadn't had any impact. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord, you told me to wait, but I thought this would be good news. And it wasn't. It was not good news. Uh, and in fact, they gave me nine months to live at that point. So, and they were really honest, and I was really grateful. So nine months. And it's hard to know what to do with nine months, really. really, uh, I had a seven-year-old, and, um, and I needed to work. We needed the money, so... It wasn't really about going on a world cruise or doing the bucket list or whatever. didn't have a bucket list. It was just getting through the days. But actually, God was there every step of the way. Amen, Amen absolutely. And, um, you know, I would go for these... Every two months, I'd go for a review while they, so that they could assess how much the cancer had grown. And actually, it hadn't grown. And um, the week before, I went the Marsden you know it felt like the sword of Damocles was resting on my neck <laughs> and I, I have to say that I don't think I was sweetness and light in that week before I think I was irritable and not very nice but um, God just you know God forgives God gives grace and he really did for me and every time oh no it hadn't grown what a surprise and as I said before I said that's a power of prayer and they'd say, that's nice dear I Just like, but I kept saying it and my life group prayed and other people in the church prayed and that was the basis on which to carry on but then it did carry on nine months came and went I worked, I wore my wig when I was doing training nobody noticed, I don't think maybe they did um, and uh, nine months became a year and then it was two years and then it was nearly three years and nothing had changed. So God is amazing, you know. And so people prayed for a miracle, and they prayed for more years, particularly for Benedict, who was so young. And and God heard that prayer. And I'm really grateful. So suddenly, suddenly in the Martin, oh, actually, it hasn't grown. and In fact, some of it's disappeared. We think we can do surgery. We think we can cure you. Oh, my goodness. So in two weeks... Um, I was gone from, okay, just going to reviews to major surgery. And that was quite hard because it was heart, very difficult surgery, and I knew that there was a possibility of not coming through it. And um, there was, there's a website, a really helpful way. I don't use websites or chat rooms. I find that I can't manage other people's stories of cancer. But this website called Winston Wish, Winston's Wishes... Tells you how to write a letter to your son or daughter, saying what you would have said if you'd still been there, and actually that was really helpful because I knew I had to write the letter for Benedict, and um, and incredibly, in those two weeks, I had uh, four friends who I was meeting. Thank you. Thank you. And um, uh, they came from America and all kinds of places. And we sat together, and they helped me write the letter, which was such a blessing. I don't think I could, you know, blank sheet of paper, I don't think I could ever have it, But actually, they helped me. And we had quite a laugh over it, really, in some ways, you know. So I wrote the letter, and I had the surgery. It was, went into intensive care, you know, all this stuff. But I managed, and it was fine. It was... I went out of, you know, came out of hospital, recovered... It all looked fine. It all looked good. And I thought, gosh, wait for the Lord, Lord. I've waited and you've... Thank you, God. Thank you. Be strong and take heart. Well, I am. And then we went, to get the, we went to get the results of the surgery, just the review. And actually what they said was, we're really sorry, but it's different cancer. It's not what we thought. It's mesothelioma, which is the asbestos cancer. And there is no treatment and they were lovely. The surgeon was in tears, but it was go home and die. It really was. And so that was like, oh, gosh, God, right. Uh, needed a bit of more thinking. And at that point, I really started thinking about death. And I really started thinking, as well as the take heart, be strong and take heart, there was... I've said this before, the bit in the Lord's Prayer about thy will be done. Because if we believe that God is love and that God has our best interests at heart, then all we need is God's will to be done. And so so from that point, that was the prayer. God, do your will. Whatever it is, it's fine. Do your will. And that was such a helpful prayer. I mean, I think that... um, God really knew what He was doing when He gave us the Lord's Prayer. It's really a helpful prayer. And, um, and so I used that a lot. And I thought about death. And, um, you know, we, it's, God saves us through grace, not, not through anything we do. I do things wrong all the time. But God's grace is sufficient. And so when I thought about death and thought about being clothed in robes of righteousness, where it, said in, it says in Jeremiah, I think, 61, then actually to be somewhere where I would be clothed in white, in robes of ra- righteousness, that would be amazing. And if I uh, was somewhere where there was no tears, no pain, no struggle, that would be amazing. So actually and you know there's a there's a, a bit in this lovely song amazing grace you know that I think it says something like if if we've been there 10,000 years in heaven bright shining as the sun we've no less less days to sing your praise than when we first began and as a child I, I I remember thinking what i like singing but 10,000 years and then another 10,000 years you know, so I think I've got that. So what are we going to do, Lord? What, how, how's it going to be up there? And actually, I think that the, the thing that came to me is um, that what we'll do is have more insight. So much we don't understand here. You know, I, I am asking, why? Why, God? Why the famine? Why the, you know, the awfulness? And I think that we will understand I think we really will understand because we'll be in the spiritual plane. And I really look forward to that. So it was I kind of almost got to the point when we're thinking, actually I quite like this, God. No more struggle. I would quite like this. And I go to reviews thinking and saying to God, you know God, it's fine. It's all right. If you want to take me now, if it's, if now is the time that it all goes starts to go wrong, I think that's all right. And then I thought some more about it and I thought about all the people praying for more years and all the blessings that are here you know, in this world and that seemed really ungrateful. So now I've got that every day is precious but actually it will be fine to go, it really will. And so that's, that's a good place to be. So, that you know, I've been to reviews in the Marsden every three months, now every six months, for the last three years, three or so years, and it's, it hasn't grown, this cancer that is meant to kill me, it hasn't grown. And that is just a miracle. Even if next time it all went wrong, that would be the miracle. So I feel hugely grateful, and hugely grateful for the prayers. There's another thing about... Um, You know, so the the death is fine. I think this will be all right. Because I believe, you know, I believe that there is all this, that these promises will hold. But the process of dying, the process of dying is not so good. I'm a nurse. I've nursed lots of people who are dying and who have died. And sometimes, as you, some of you will know, it is really hard. It is not pleasant. And although I I can manage the death fine, I couldn't for a while think about the dying very easily. And so, um, but, you know, in Psalm 23, such a well-known psalm, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, shadow of the valley of death, I will fear no evil. Is that me? Okay, that's all right. (laughs) That's all right, then. You know, that is such a promise. It's such poetry, but it's also such a promise. It's like whatever happens, I will fear no evil. The Lord is with me. And, you know, it might not be good, but actually it will be all right. Even that will be all right. And I'm really grateful for that promise. He couldn't have put it better. (laughs) So that's a really good thing. And then the last bit is about the... Um, so I, you know, you, I, I love the songs. I absolutely love the songs here. And they really focus the mind. But a bit of my mind, for, for a while now, has been thinking um, about my funeral. I do think about my funeral. And, I, and um, when it was the mesothelioma diagnosis, I was thinking a lot about it. And um, I, I would really like it to be an outreach service. I would really, really like it to be an outreach service. I've got hardly any family, but we've got lots of friends, and I have got lots and lots of work associates, some of whom probably would come to a funeral, my funeral, most of whom are not Christians. So I listen to the songs and sing the songs, and I think that would be a really good one to have at my funeral. (laughs) And um, I'd really like the worship team to, you know, humbly I would like you to come and lead the service because you are so brilliant. And, you know, it could be a real outreach. And so, and I, I don't dismiss the loss and that some people would feel, you know, that I'm not diminishing that. But gosh, this service is going to be really good. <laughs> so that's my, um, that, that, that's what I'm what I have been thinking and what I'm thinking about death and I just um want to praise God for it really thank you
0: thank you Nikki thank you doesn't seem a a big enough word what you've been through what you're going through how you have dealt with it um Thank you. John five twenty one to thirty one says, Where Jesus said, For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom He will. The Father judges no one, but He has given all judgment to the Son that all may honour the Son just as they honour the Father. Whoever does not honour the Son does not honour the Father who sent him. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment but has passed from death to life. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of God, hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out, those who have done good to the direction of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. I can do nothing on my own as I hear. I judge and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. If I alone bear witness about myself, my testimony is not true. So yes, death and life. Therefore, barring divine intervention, death will come to everyone. Unbelievers who remain in their unbelief have only judgment and condemnation as their destiny. However, the Christian has a completely different destiny to look forward to. For the believer, death is the beginning of a world of a wonderful new existence with God. The death of our mortal bodies is simply the door through which we must pass to gain entrance into this heavenly realm. Someday Jesus will come back, with the believers who already have joined him in heaven for the believers still on earth. We have hope to keep us smiling through the tough times and setbacks in life as Nicky has clearly demonstrated because the hope we have is spending eternity and that's a long time with God. So let's encourage and share this with one another. And I believe that as we share and talk with each other about what happens when we die, those that do not believe in Jesus secretly desire that confidence that we have in Jesus and will want to find out more. So, do you have that confidence where you're going? And is that infectious on all those that you meet in everyday life? That they will want to find out more. We never know when death may face us. And as we've seen on the news recently and these last few months, in this country and around the world, that death can come to any one of us at any time. Don't let us forget that every day we live is a gift from God, not a human right. It's a gift that we're here now, not a human right. And as I said earlier, to learn all about life and death, we only need one thing. Life and death is here. If you want to know how to live life, how to die, where you're going, Read the Scriptures. Read the Scriptures. And if you want to know uh, a little bit more, if you don't know God at all, there's a little booklet I have. Please feel free to come and take one, Knowing God Personally. If you believe and not sure, don't quite understand it, as I say, you've got the whole Scriptures or I've got a, a small booklet, one on Mark and one on John, which please feel free to come and take. And my prayer is that the Holy Spirit will come and reveal yourself, himself to you as, you as you read that. And again, if you don't know uh, God and you're looking, searching, well, even if you do know God and you're still searching, uh, a Alpha Course is a wonderful place to come and just share with others, like-minded people, uh, to know more about God. So I sense now, if anything is, whether it's during the worship time, whether it's uh, what people have brought, the songs, uh, words, scripture, and you'd like to uh, find out a bit more or have prayer, we have a prayer team. Please come forward or speak to uh, someone that you know that you have you trust. Uh, Ask them to pray with you. Not necessarily pray, just to talk things through. Ask them questions. So it is 12 o'clock. Children are downstairs. So I'll finish here. I'll just pray and then we'll finish our services. Tea and coffee uh, afterwards. Uh, So, Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the truths that have been shared. I thank you for the songs that have been sung, Lord. Thank you for our time of worship together. And Lord, as we go uh, our separate ways, or perhaps not so much our separate ways, we might be sharing with others, spending time with others, I pray that the conversations we have will be focused on you. The assurance that you give us on life today and life tomorrow. So Father, we thank you again for your blessing upon each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.